What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another month of Movie Monthlies here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. This is the show where we talk all of the week's movie news, entertainment news and then generally just give you a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film. As always I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? I'm good. I'm really genuinely excited to talk about movies again. <laughs> and, and you know what? I think because of the months now, I said week there but it's all the months movie news so for all of January um, a lot of news to get through uh, because yeah. recently there was a few months there where it was a bit iffy but now because the strikes are over and everyone's coming back um, more and more things are coming out which is very good for the show it's very good for a movie news based show mm. that there's things happening because yeah. there was a long time there and look if this is your first episode Sean didn't like movies for a, for a no. long time <laughs> But I'm back in a big way, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. <laughs> um, if you give this um, a like or a follow, whatever podcast platform you're, you're listening to this on, it would really, really help us out. We're looking for five stars, Spotify, iTunes. That would be really, really cool. And if you leave a comment, then you're a complete legend. That's kind yeah. of the way we've got to look at that. Um, if Also, we have a Patreon. Link is down below. Extra content over there. Whatever. Anyway. Movie news, Sean. It's a pretty big month because obviously the Oscars were... They're, well, they're coming up and it's... Oh, we got, sorry, we got all the announcements and stuff. We like got that. all the announcements. Now, yeah. I was kind of debating whether we kind of talk through the announcements, if there's anything specifically that stood out to you, or we can kind of just move straight to normal news. It's really... I'm going to leave it up to you and you tell I mean, me. The thing, like, we'll probably do some level of an Oscars roundup anyway. Yeah, like, probably after the winners are announced. Because now we're just going to be like, why don't you pick Killian Murphy? Because he's Irish. <laughs> this is the thing. I think. Look, we're primed for an Oppenheimer sweep, uh, which I think is, I, I think it's a good movie. I think it's a very safe choice to give awards yeah. to Oppenheimer. I think there's nothing technically wrong with that movie. Mm. Um, there was a whole thing about the Barbie snub, but like it got nominated for Best Picture, and it's not Greta Gerwig's best directed film. I think that's no, fair I, and to I think, say. but that's because Greta Gerwig is one of the most talented human beings on the planet, and yeah. like Barbie is super good. But her other movies are actually probably directed even better. It's not actually You're, a bad. It's not an insult. Yeah, I think a lot of the the, the 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 specialty of Barbie is production design. Which fair enough, it's nominated for production design. Mm, so yeah, and if yeah. it doesn't win that, I think it's a travesty. I, I did think it was, um, it was sad to see a lot of people, they were kind of going on the Margot Robbie thing, where, like, America uh, got nominated, I think, uh, Supporting Actor. America Ferreira got the nomination for Best Supporting Actor. And, yeah. like, and, and, and it was just completely overshadowed by the fact <laughs> and that Margot Robbie as well. didn't. Yeah, and Gosling, and I'm just Ken is nominated for best song, and he's going to perform. See, and he's the, the issue we have here, right? <laughs> <laughs> the issue we have here, right, is that we love Ray Gosling, and mm. so it's it's you know very what, hard. Go you on. Know what I watched the other night for the first time. Oh no! What did you watch? The other guys. What do you mean? What do you mean? That was the first time you watched first time. it. Never watched it. You're a disgrace. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. That's the one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> he's so I, good at it. He's so good. Russell Crowe is a treasure in that <laughs> whole thing. The scene with him in the toilet when he's like, he's trying to kick the door open while he's yeah. the gun. <laughs> it's just, I, I love it. I want that to be true detective now. Just those two going about. I, I think that, that Shane Black, if I wasn't seeing the movie, uh, go watch it right now. Yeah. It's it's a movie that nobody seen when it came out, but it's just, I mean, it's it's so good. It, it doesn't need to go that hard, but it does. Um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, like, a lot to talk about the Oscars. I think, yeah, I think we might save a lot of it until next month when maybe some winners are announced. And we can hopefully say, wow, another Irish man, we are so successful. Ha 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 ha. Maybe something along those lines. Take that to the bank. And then we're cast <laughs> next. We're a big part in the next Oppenheimer. <laughs> to be fair, we were all over last year. And we're kind of all over this year again. <laughs> We're pretty good. We're pretty, pretty talented <laughs> yeah. bunch. We've fucking Andrew Scott. We've got Paul Meskel. We got Killian Murphy, Colin Farrell. Um, I mean, Barry. Ba- I forgot. Patron said that a pod Barry Keown, obviously. Brendan and Donald Gleeson. <laughs> The Gleason family. I the mean, whole Gleason th- family. I'm not even mentioning Magneto himself, Fastbender. I mean, like, oh, did you not see that Magneto train fight he did on that X Men movie? <laughs> just was barging into the Oscars. Sorry, lads. 
Gonna let you finish, but the Magneto train fight. <laughs> in one of the worst movies of all time. We're like, no, but there's a 60 second scene where it is fucking perfect and it yeah. needs an award. And that whole scene is on YouTube and you can watch that for free. Go, uh, go. D- If you don't believe us and you didn't see Dark Phoenix, because nobody did in like 2018 or 19 or whenever that movie came out, just search X-Men Dark Phoenix train fight. Yeah, and prepare to have your whole world rocked. Prepare to be like, yes, this is a good movie. And then don't watch the rest of it because you will only ruin that moment that you had in your brain. Uh, So, Sean, we are going to start off with the news this week. I think we should probably start with Marvel. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of news that isn't superhero based this month, but we're going to start off with Marvel because there's a bit of a, a, a tug of war going on um, between our favourite studio and Kevin Feige. Um, so this is all about Spider-Man. Um, now, ah. Sp- Spider-Man 4 is obviously lined up. Tom Holland is pretty much on board. And if you don't know, Sony owned the rights to Spider-Man. And they will never give them back because they make them a kajillion dollars every single year. That's it. I think the the, the deal is that uh, Sony gets the majority of the ticket sales. Marvel gets the majority of the merchandise um, Mm. anytime Sony appears in a MCU project. So they've they've already begun work uh, to take on Tom Holland's uh, next Spider-Man adventure. And the, the, the issue is that both sides are a bit in a disagreement as to where to go with it. So, if you haven't noticed, Marvel recently, especially in the last year or two, I would say, for the first time ever, on the back foot. Floundering, is the word I would use. Kevin's Kevin's taken his first few uppercuts, and I don't think he likes it, and I think they've kind of taken a step back, like, what the fuck is going on here? I think the Marvel's flopped hard, Mm. and then now it's like, okay, no, it's real. Like, the, people yeah. don't like these anymore. It, and so I think this is their first major pushback. And I, to be honest with you, between you and me, I don't think they're going to fully get out of it. But, no, but I don't like, think... You're not getting back to, like, 2015. The bubble is gone, right? Yeah. So it's, it's just You're not done, recovering from right? that. But, look, you ha- if you're Kevin Feige, you have to kind of go with it, right? But you have that on one side. And they were normally always the big brother... And if Kevin Feige said something, Sony were like, yeah, cool, because they were just kind of happy to be in the room yeah. when they were making billions of dollars. Sony made like one of the best deals in cinema history in the 90s when they bought Spider-Man. <laughs> and then they've just been coasting on that for so long. And no matter what Kevin Feige said, I just assumed they were just like, yeah, all right, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but we, we still have the rights? Spider-Man? Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, I will only sign if we still have the rights, but you can do whatever yeah. you want. Um, but now... There's a massive issue because Sony, obviously, they have Madame Webb coming out, Sean. They're red hot. They are who boys. Have you seen Dakota Johnson left her agency <laughs> like the week after this? It's, like, it's one of those with situations, right, where like the worst player in the team and the best player in the team, but the best player got injured and they're not quite the same. And now the worst player is looking at them going, we're kind of the same level, aren't we, yeah. but You're with me, buddy. <laughs> with me come join me on the bench well Sony are adamant that they want Spidey's next on screen appearance um, to be a replication of the success of No Way Home and in their mind that kind of means copying things that made that movie popular so they want to involve certain people such as Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield again in Spider-Man 4 someone needs to sit them down and slap them around the head and say the reason this worked is because it was novel and a new idea that people mm. hadn't seen before. And if you really think that is not true, go watch Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Where, where they jingle a bunch of keys in front of a baby that they think you are. So, on the flip side, you have old Kevin. And Kevin is reportedly wanting to bring Spider-Man back to ground level and keep him very much in his own universe. That um, was the arc of the film. And <laughs> That's where he ends up. Kevin has seen the movies. Yeah. And so he's kind of coming from a fact of, well, when the last movie we finished where like, he had to give up everything and he's in college and he's kind of heartbroken. And he has the and, best suit we've ever seen. And it's the best suit we've ever seen in that snow. And like, that's a really heartwarming moment that Spider-Man loses everything he loves because that's classic Peter Parker. Yeah, um, he can't and maybe, be happy. 
And like to be honest with you, a lot of people would have been very happy to leave it at that because I think that it's a good trilogy to kind of leave it at like he gets all of the weapons first up, and then he comes like by the end of the movie, the trilogy, he's like friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, which I, I like. I like. I like ground level Spider Man and. I think Tom Holland does as well, and he really wants to do that. Exactly, and I think they even wanted to like maybe go up against a uh, kingpin or some sort of like Magia style. Yeah. Not maybe not Magia, but we're not going Daredevil season two on this. But like, no. I, I'm like I'm a, thinking a like ground some, level threat, like a tombstone uh, or something. Yeah, like somebody that. who's not trying to destroy the universe. Yeah. Just have him helping out queens. Just helping like. out people. Um, and, like, one of my favourite scenes, by the way, is that in a bad movie, is Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we reviewed mm-hmm. over on the Patreon a few months ago. But we there's did. that scene where Andrew Garfield is helping the kid with his little fucking science project. Yeah. The little windmill. And he just put, helps him put it together. And he's like, that's so cool, man. It's like, that's, that's Spider-Man. And, that's- and he's not stopping lasers. But it's just, it's just a cool moment. Yeah, like those movies have their trouble, but they, like Spider-Man feels like he's just operating in New York in that in those movies. There's also the scene where he has the cold and he's like, yeah, he he's like sneezing behind the mask when he's like trying to stop a robbery. All that stuff is super nice and like, and I think people like that shit. Um, yeah. And I think especially since all of the previous fucking thirty-seven Marvel movies, it's people maybe don't want the thing big is, takes. Yeah, my example of this is that. Ms. Marvel, the Disney Plus show, should have been a ground-level story, but the world was at stake. Mm. And, and it was worse for it. Like, you shouldn't have that for Spider-Man. No. Like, Spider-Man should have his own dumb drama, dumb problems, but it should only impact him. Yeah. Or maybe the people he loves. Also, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, in the comics, Marvel brought the Ultimate Universe back recently. And Spider-Man, mm. 30 years old with a family and kids, and he's just Spider-Man. And, and it's fucking He's just regular, regular Spider-Man. Just because he becomes Spider-Man at 30 years old. What? Yeah, like he had a life, he had a regular life. He married Mary Jane, like all this. Then he becomes Spider-Man. And he has to you balance all this. That's and it's really cool. good. Yeah, it's- <laughs> cool like and so this is where the major problem is happening with spider-man 4 and we'll probably want to see this more and more which you have one side which and see i can see both sides of the logic because once you get into sony's brain you can kind of see how dumb they are but also they like money and they know andrew garfield and tom mcguire standing beside tom holland in a poster will get them money it might not get them the same amount of money but it will get them some money my issue is though is that we are probably going to get that in either deadpool 3 or secret wars Mm. and sony is just being impatient yeah And, and i yeah i think sony at the minute it's a weird thing where they know that's just what they want. They're like a child and they're just like, yeah, this will be good. We should just do this. And they don't have any logic behind it. Whereas, and I think Kevin Feige before probably had a lot more say, but now through a series of events of all of the previous seven movies that they've been putting out, that they maybe don't have the kind of sway they used to have. But but Sony's about to put out Madam Web and Craven. (laughs) <laughs> so surely they have even less sway. And Venom 3. And Venom 3, sorry. If that's not V3NOM, by the way. What, oh, it what's, has to be. If, if you're point? doing a title and it's not V3NOM, what are you even doing? Yeah, like, it's... And don't say, like, oh, it wouldn't be tasteful. It's fucking Venom. It's those <laughs> movies. That's entirely on brand. <laughs> Something that we've always advocated for since the very start of this show is just including numbers in posters for no reason. But yeah. if it slightly looks like a letter, throw it in, because who gives a shit? Can I make a prediction? Go for it. The logo. It's going to be the symbiote spelling out V. There's a space. N-O-M. And the tongue is going to make a three. <laughs> and it, like it's going to be a little venom mouth on the end of the V. You, I mean, if that happens, what do we give you? Do we give you some sort of award? Or do a fucking we... week off? I don't know. Like... <laughs> you get every fucking week off. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I show up wildly underprepared to everything. <laughs> just turns up and he's like, I just like a week off from doing fucking nothing. Could I do I'm that? Just wing it. I'm just going to turn my brain off and um, auto respond. So my question to you, I feel is quite obvious, Sean. What would you prefer to see in Spider-Man Four? Genuinely, a ground level Spider-Man story. I would like to see Spider-Man fighting crime in New York City. Interesting. Both strategy. We've not seen that at all in the MCU. We've seen him, no, we've seen in the very first part of Homecoming. Like, you know what he's, like, waiting on uh, Happy to call him, but he's, like, helping that old lady, like, yeah. giving her directions and, like, eating a sandwich? But, I, but that's, like, he's just helping out. I want him punching someone mm. in New York City. Would you have him uh, remember Zendaya and Jacob Attalad or no? No, not this movie. Maybe in a, like a post credits or like a, right at the end. There's absolutely no way they're going to not do that either. If they do both, then I mean, they've just absolutely soiled themselves. What is the point? <laughs> yeah, like it, it's the same as bringing Superman back immediately. Like, Unless you know sit. specifically that Tom Holland is only signed on for one. And if he, if you could only get him for one for the rest of his life, because I mean, like he's getting to thirty now, so yeah. like that makes sense. If you could only get him for one, then you are going to have to pack everything in. But even if you have to pack everything in, I still wouldn't do Maguire and Holland or no. uh, Maguire and uh, Garfield. Garfield, no, I would like leave them alone. If you're like, if Marvel wants to be really fucking canny about it, say to Sony, you can make your own Spider-Man movie with Andrew Garfield. And just let that happen. And that could genuinely, in theory, that could save the Sony universe of Marvel (laughs) characters. Actually could. Um, So I wanted to just touch on that because that is a current fight that's going on. Um, So we don't really know the synopsis or what direction they're going to go for Spider-Man 4. I mean, good news that they still got Tom Holland back signed up, which is Yeah, no, that's great. But I think he, to be fair, he had come out in interviews and said, I'm only going to come back if it's, like, if there's, if it makes sense to come back. Like, I'm not yeah, doing Yeah, but once it just- they signed them up, Sony are now, there's people in suits being like, yeah, but we've done surveys and people like Maguire and, and Garfield, so I don't, let's do that. Like, I know those people have jobs, but I also don't feel like they deserve them. Do you know? <laughs> They definitely know someone who knows somebody. Yeah, I feel it's all nepotism. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move on, Sean, to our next piece of news. Um, And this is a story that is based off your favourite movie of all time. Okay, this is not going to be my favourite movie of all time, I'm calling it now. Actually, for once, 28 years later, is it the works? This news! Now, here's the thing, right? So, whenever I do an intro like that, I always trick shot and I do a bad movie. You do the one. I was fully prepared for Fast and Furious news, right? But what I've cleverly done here is I've given you just a a little nibble that sometimes it might be good. So, for the next 50 goals in a row, it can be bad, but you'll still have that 1% of doubt that I might be good again. I'll remember that one time you were nice to me. (laughs) I'm gaslighting you, basically. Look. I've been gaslit before. <laughs> no, you haven't. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I must be crazy. <laughs> uh, 28 Days Later sequel is in the works with Daddy Boyle red, meant to be coming back uh, with Killian Murphy set to produce it. And you'll be very pleased to know it has been picked up by Sony. Sony are now Ew. doing it. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, at least... Released bad. in 2002, uh, 28 Days Later, obviously stars Killian Murphy, and was a big zombie thing. Um, so it was one of probably the very first ones of that. Uh, not Well, not we had like Dawn of the Dead and all from fucking years ago. But like one of the massive things in that, it cost $8 million to make, but it made like $85 million. And mm-hmm. it was it one of Danny Boyle's very first movies? It was it was early doors, yeah. Uh, I think it was this, and then he. I think he did Sunshine after this. Uh, what but, movie? Yeah, but it, it was made on like no budget, and he just like strapped like consumer level cameras to various lampposts in London, 
And yeah, and they got, and they just aimed, they have that very famous shot of Killian Murphy like walking across the bridge in London, yeah. and the place is just completely empty, and he just gets out of hospital, and he's like, "Where is everybody?" And everybody's just been eaten. Such a good movie. Brendan Gleeson's in it. It's perfect. <laughs> we don't just like it because there's Irish people in it. It's just so happens to have them. It's not our fault. It's, we're the best. It's my favorite zombie movie, and I know they're not zombies, but it's a zombie movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like people like that. Like, well, actually, you'll find they're reanimated. Whatever, I'm just like, dude. Like they're just they're, they're dead and they come back to life and eat people. D- like just, they're infected with the rage virus. I suppose. It's fine. They're just zombies. Who cares? What difference does it make? Yeah, no. Like I'm so stoked for this. I think Killian Murphy might be coming back if they get Murphy back as the lead actor, and he's probably coming off the Oscar win if we're. If we're looking at that, I mean, that the, would be pretty big. Yeah, like, like, and I feel like Killian Murphy, like, I think Killian Murphy can just do whatever he, he wants now. The uh, It's weird also, that he's best friends with both Danny Boyle and Christopher Nolan. He that is good directors. Jesus Christ. Go on. Also, if you, uh, before this, uh, Danny Boyle did Shallow Grave and Train Spotting. Um <laughs> It's like, if you want to run a movies, he's done Train Spotting, The Beach, 28 Days Later, Sunshine, Slumdog Millionaire, 127 Hours. <laughs> like, how many Oscars did he win? Like, a 10 year stretch. I don't, does, uh. Did he win an Oscar oh, for every single one of those movies? He was nominated for sure. It was, it was uh, an Oscar nomination for whatever. Every Academy Awards, Slumdog Millionaire won eight Oscars. Yeah. Imagine uh, making five movies and like four of them are nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> Just like, oh yeah, like, pretty good. He's had 19 nominations and eight wins. All eight were for Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, the question with this is, right, it's called 28 Years Later. Yeah. So where do you go? Because like you had 28 days, then you had 28 weeks. Now yeah. it's only 22 years ago, so not as long, but I mean, we can figure it out. So where would you go? I mean, this is one of your favorite universes. Yeah. Like I don't like it's, it's been very, um, cause 28 days later is London. 28 weeks later is like a, a safe zone just outside of London. I think it is mm. like, I guess it's, you do like, like a war or the last Planet of the Apes movie, the third one. Like things have just started to rebuild, and then I guess it, the virus crops up again. Like there's probably some splinter cell that wants to bring it back because they like the way life was when the virus was going on. I mean, or, or you take it the Last of Us direction that like yeah. that you have like the virus happened various and you ten years later. Yeah, the uh, also like what a good fucking like post-pandemic landscape to write a story about Ooh, a transmissible boys. virus that had never people. happened no it's pure fiction <laughs> pure fiction I mean if this happens I hope it's good it'd be very sad if it wasn't but I think they're a lot older now they're a lot wiser I think like I don't think Killy Murphy and Danny Boyle can kind of come up with a bad movie if they really sit down and it's something that they care about I think it's probably going to be good, even if they're only given seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be bad by any means. I think mm. there's enough clout is the wrong word, but there's enough filmmaking clout in that roster to make it a good. movie. It is a much different world now, though, than when that movie came out. Like in terms of like we have so many mediums of this kind of story so how do you come at it from a different direction that's the thing but I can see it like if you do even like the creative camera work thing like I'm like you could do you could do like Cloverfield found footage kind of thing and I would watch that as a 28 years later Mm. like it happens again people aren't are prepared for it this time though because they're like oh this is how this is how it played out the last time so here's the steps but it's obviously different the virus is different somehow yeah, like it's 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 mutated or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's I don't know. It's just there, there's a, a lot of comic books in the Twenty Eight Days Later universe as well that are really good, and they do it like step by step. It's like the development of the virus; it all kicks off mm. after, and then really far after. <laughs> like okay, well, like if there's stuff there that we can kind of take 
as inspiration as well that'd be pretty cool like I'm just excited to see what they can come up with um, it's one of those other than Sony being involved but like yeah. it's one of those teams that you're kind of like it's probably going to be good like I mean what could you, what else could it be possibly um, so we will wait and see Sean did you hear the I, I wanted to throw this new story in only because this has been brought up as a rumour and then okay. denied by Star Wars um, this has happened before so well, the reason why I bring it up is because we've done basically similar versions of different stories for years for this yeah. and whenever they deny it about six months later it normally happens whatever the original rumour was yeah, um, they finalise all of the contracts that mean exactly. they can announce it um, and so the one that we just had now was what is one of the biggest movies that they announced with one of their big returning people oh it's the the the, the like the I suppose episode 10 with Daisy Ridley coming back as yeah, Rey. Well, that'd be, they were bringing Daisy Ridley back for her old Star Wars movie. However, yeah. a few weeks ago, a massive rumour came out that the Rey movie was delayed indefinitely. Oh, dear. And so they were basically delaying it, right? As she, it's and almost it like f- Disney makes these announcements right before a bunch of stockholders have to make investment decisions. Yeah, yes. <laughs> And then Almost. they really have to backpedal a few months later. <laughs> Bob Iger, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have Star Wars, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, obviously. And then yeah. leading on from that, this would follow Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. Then the report came out that the movie has been delayed indefinitely. And then the week later, this is last week... Star Wars and Disney denied that the movie was delayed indefinitely. This would not be news for any other story, right? And it wasn't even news for the first four times it happened. But by about the fifth time, me and you have kind of come to the conclusion that smoke and fire kind of goes into this. In that whenever something is like... Guys, there's a rumour that, you know, this is cancelled. And and Lucasfilm's like, no, no, we're absolutely going to do Patty Jenkins' movie. I'm telling you. (laughs) Taika Waititi's movie is coming, believe me. (laughs) Ryan Johnson's doing a trilogy. I'm I'm telling you now. It's locked in. And then six months later, quietly, in like one press release, they're like, yeah... We're not doing that anymore. Just just But look over here. Fucking Mandalorian. Look at this thing going on. Do you know what this says to me? And again, I'm going to make another really fucking bold claim here. Go for it. Daisy Ridley is Sue Storm. And she's going over to Marvel for a while. You're ridiculous. That is why she's still friendly with Disney. Oh, but the movie on. can't take place. But I thought, um, oh, what's her name? From uh, Hobbs and Shaw is Sue Storm. Jason Statham? Like, uh, Not Jason Statham. Jason Statham's sister in, in Hobbs and Shaw. Conan, if you think I've seen Hobbs and Shaw, you're sorely mistaken. <laughs> what is that actress in there? That would pop out of my head. Hobbs and I Shaw cast. I know Pedro Pascal was locked, uh, is pretty much locked as Mr. Fantastic. Vanessa Storm, Kirby? Yes. Yeah, she'd be a good. She'd be a good Susan Storm. I think she's pretty much like fair. I'm ninety five percent sure she's going to be Sue Storm. Okay, but I just want that five percent. It's Daisy Ridley. <laughs> I get a week off. Okay, I will give you that. But also, Sue Storm. I would you. It's weird that they keep doing this. Is all I wanted to say. No, yeah, it's it, it's very odd that they will like announce and build hype around a project at the drop of a hat it seems mm. before they've actually worked out if they can do it or not yeah I mean it was meant to come out in 2026 not happening um, and so that's not happening um, they also reserved a movie slot for the Mandalorian and Grogu in 2026 as well yeah because um, they've, they've learned nothing <laughs> They've just, they just do not get it. They just, they are just, you know what I like? So wait, sorry, so Pedro Pascal can't be Mr. Fantastic then. He can do both, it's fine. (laughs) He has to do the last of it. Well, he won't be in it for long, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) No spoilers. 
<laughs> it might be in for a few episodes, but like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's I don't a time know. skip. He's eighty in this one. It's Who cares? fine. Um, yeah, I think you also have um, the movies that will produ- begin production is Dave Filoni's New Republic movie and James Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi movie, which were both announced in Star Wars Celebration. There's so many talented people currently at Lucasfilm that are just not making things. Just absolutely wasted. The only one I care about is Dawn of the Jedi because that's before all of the Star Wars shit happened. James Mangold is the guy who directed Logan, for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, super talented. Probably going to be really, really good, but they'll never let him make it. And we know that for a fact. And I'm going to make my bold prediction. We're making bold predictions this week. Yeah, that's in this what it's about. In that, that movie's never coming out either. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It'll be a series of... Uh series of web comics that you can download for just, free. It's just like, it's one of those where it's just like, yeah, that's not happening. And no matter what they announce, I'm always just like, until it's actually out, and even yeah. if I'm in the cinema watching it, I'm kind of like, they might pull it. Maybe it's counterproductive to a news show. I kind of wish they just stopped telling us things. You know? <laughs> just e- either way, just don't say anything, and just don't randomly have- one day just be like, "We brought out a Ray movie." D- like make it all right, but then two months before it comes out, say, "Oh, this is happening," and I'll be like, "Class, unreal! I'm really excited." But they're always like, "2029, <laughs> lock <Yeah>. it in." <laughs> I like who knows where, who knows what's going to happen to Sean in that time. <laughs> Good old Sean. I could be in space. I probably would be. Um, Sean, we're moving on, though, because I feel like we're shitting on Sony a lot this week. And yeah, so I wanted... keep going. No, 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 Sean. This is not the store- show for that, right? I'm here for positive vibes. And so... Oh, we're about to what shit on I Sony think, real hard. <laughs> I, I think Sony should get some positive news. And this week, okay. I found out the most positive thing I could have possibly found out about Sony. He's going um, to do the rug pull, ladies and gentlemen. El Muerto is reportedly back in development. Here we go. Here we <laughs> yes. go. This is this is why we pay the admission fee, okay? We're back, boys. <laughs> We're back on board. Okay. So, El Muerto... So also, did you see the thing of, like, Sidney Sweeney and Dakota Johnson and Bad Bunny in their announcements that they were in these Sony Spider-Man movies, they all tagged Marvel Studios or like the MCU because they all thought it was the real ones. <laughs> oh, uh, no. So El Muerto appeared in two Spider-Man comics. He's a luchador-themed villain, anti-hero. But uh, he's only in two comics. It's very hard to tell what he's about. hard to develop a character mm, around yeah. that. Uh, and he was to be played by Bad Bunny, who was just super into wrestling and lucha. Super into wrestling, super, very streamed artist on Spotify, very popular, yeah. right? Um, and so Sony, for some reason, they were like, we have a Spider-Verse and we can create Spider-Man because we don't have the rights. So... Instead, we'll do Venom, we'll do Craven the Hunter, we'll do Madame Webb, we'll do Morbius. All of these movies are all coming out and they're all not good because they're based around Spider-Man who you don't, they're not allowed to use, right? And then, or even talk about. Or, or even maybe talk they're about. allowed to talk about him. Michael I, Keaton no, does say it at the end of Morbius. Yeah, in a after credit scene that was clearly done in like fucking he was in a studio like two weeks before that oh, no he, like he wasn't he he called them over the phone and recorded <laughs> he called them over the, they did it over fucking whatsapp yeah. um, and so then El Muerto the greatest movie idea of all time was announced and me and Sean were ecstatic because obsessed it, I would say obsessed because I have never known a studio to commit so hard to a character that nobody knows anything about because no. he's been in two issues and they announced it, and I didn't know who El Muerto was. And you I'm love like, Spider-Man. I am a Spider-Man dude. Because I, I read Spider-Man villain El Muerto is getting his own movie. And I was like, did you hear Spider-Man villain El Muerto? And you were like, who the fuck is El Muerto? Yeah. What's going on? Like... <laughs> Um, you missed those two issues, so that was that was your big problem. Um, I was sick those days, and it got cancelled, which we were obviously devastated about. Um, Distraught, yeah. It was. I mean, I thought I was going to give up on movies. Well, that movie got cancelled. Very similar to when Moonfall got announced. The ecstasy I had was just through the roof. But Moonfall um, delivered, as we all know. 
<laughs> the Moonfall did deliver. If you haven't seen Moonfall, it's a movie where the moon falls. Uh, no, I'm not lying. That's actually the plot. Um, so, <laughs> so when El Muerto got cancelled, obviously we had a dark few times. We sat together, we cried, we kind of worked through our problems. I did. But cry. now, I feel like the sun has come through the cloud shot. Yeah. I mean, El Muerto is no longer Muerto. El Muerto is alive. I think is how it's called, isn't it? What's the Spanish for alive? <laughs> I mean, no, it's important for the joke. You gotta go on. No, El Vivo. Oh, El Vivo, of course, right? So we are now El Vivo, right? So, um, unfortunately, I do have some bad news. So it's good news, bad news situation in that Bad Bunny is no longer signed up to do the movie. It's dropped out. Okay. He's dropped out. But El Muerto back on the slate. How do we feel yeah. about this, Sean? Look, all no disrespect to Mr. Bunny, but I don't think the soul of El Muerto has been lost. I feel, look, look, I think you know what's coming. But <laughs> we all know he said basically no to Bane. Is there any chance... That Batista would want to play El Muerto. <laughs> I just want to follow that up with if Bane, or no, if Batista plays El Muerto, I will be so disappointed in him because he's better than El Muerto. Oh, he is. But what if this is the good one? So you're like, telling me he goes from Dune and Dune 2 yeah. to El fucking Muerto. But he kills it, Connor. Like, <laughs> of course he's gonna it, kill it. It's Batista. In a world, like in a universe, Pepper with like such iconic characters as Morbius, Madame Web, Venom, the good one is El Muerto. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, who cares about El Muerto? That's just an idea. Especially, especially. If you can't have Spider-Man in it as well. Who's he fighting? Just other wrestlers, I guess. So he was created, by the way, if you don't know about El Muerto, in 2006's Friendly Neighbourhood Spider-Man. He's a super-powered wrestler who fought Spider-Man in a charity wrestling match where he nearly unmasked Spider-Man before being stung with a paralysing poison. (laughs) The two later teamed up to take down his nemesis, Dorado, in the next issue. But that was it. They were the two issues. And then they got it in Big Bunny, or Big Bunny, Bad Bunny. And when they cast Bad Bunny, the Sony picture president, Sanford Panich, said the film, um, sometimes we get lucky with perfect casting. And that's kind of come back to haunt him now when that Bad Bunny has left. So they are no longer lucky with perfect casting. I think for this, you get an actual luchador. Like from the Lucha League and just do a just do a really fucking good Lucha movie. Just but no, I think look, if you are gonna do it, Batista's probably the only person you bring in to follow He's the this best up. actor wrestler combo. That yeah, exists. well like you're you could get Cena either, but like or or the rock, but neither of them are doing this movie. No, not a chance. The I don't think Batista's doing this movie either, but if you give him a truckload of money, like I'm talking an inhumane amount of money, he might do it. And but also, I like give him, give him like a you can do. Who does what's who's the best Sony attached director? Like, and you can be in one of those. Oh Lord, uh, Sony attached directors. <laughs> I know it's a it's a big. It's a big <laughs> I don't want their management team. No, we just want a Sony. So you're telling me who's the best director out of Venom 1, Venom 2? Well, obviously, what's his name? Uh, Director of Venom 2. um, Andy Serkis? Andy Serkis is probably their best that they have. You can work with Andy Serkis. Yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, (laughs) Like, oh man, Sony's... Sony's uh, slate. (laughs) It's not the best track record of films. (laughs) They got the Angry Birds movie going for him. I like how, by the way, we went from Danny Boyle's movies, so now, yeah. how does this compare to Danny Boyle's movies? Uh, look, Surf's Up. Uh, yeah. 
Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Those are actually pretty good films. That's not bad. We'll give them that. That's their animation. Jumanji The Next Level. Mm. Little Women. (gasps) Fuck off. Yeah, we tell Batista, (laughs) you can can work with Gerwig. (laughs) We'll put you in a Gerwig project. We're bringing her in. Dave, you need to work with Greta. Yeah. You tell me if there's not a Dave Batista Greta Gerwig joint. You're not. I think that they could that. fucking kill it. To be fair, I think they could do work with yeah, that. What dude. if Greta Gerwig directs El Muerto with Dave Bautista? <laughs> I love the idea as El that we just pick terrible movies and then we're just like, what if one of the best directors of all time directs yeah. the movie? <laughs> what if we got Orson Welles to direct? <laughs> Did you think Christopher Nolan would do El Muerto? If we got him in. He's he yeah he's done his superhero stuff. What's Spielberg up to? I think El Muerto might sue him. I don't think Spielberg's a good director. You get out of here! Would you stop? You changed cinema in the nineties and eighties. Would you stop? Get I could have changed cinema in the nineties. No, you could none of it. You're, you're, you've no talent. What are you talking about? I've heaps um, of talent. I'm not having Spielberg slander around here. Okay, the man he's changed a lot of stuff. It's yeah, but so so has a light bulb manufacturer like. No. <laughs> no. That's all I got there. <laughs> no, right? If if you don't have Spielberg, I'm going to say something, and this might get me shot, but I think yeah. if you don't have Spielberg, I don't think you have Nolan. I don't think you have all the people that followed. I think Spielberg sets all that shit up. That's, no, okay, that's fine. I don't think he's a good director now. Yeah, but he's like fucking 94 or whatever he is. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> no, you have to be good forever. <laughs> You have to be good forever or else your legacy is tarnished. That's everyone knows that. He's 77, by the way. Yeah, so. that's, I mean, he should just be allowed to leave. I'll fight him, I don't it. care. Just, you, you, just ha- you just hate old people. Just be, just be honest. No, I don't hate old people. I love old people. <laughs> just specific old people. I just don't <laughs> um, like him. <laughs> uh, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And it could be pretty good news for Universal. Because... Um, you know the year you were saying you wanted to see another Jurassic World movie? Well, I have good news that. for you. Because a oh. new Jurassic World film is in the works and may be released as soon as next year. <laughs> oh, that's too... One, why? And two, that's too soon. That's much too soon, really, when you think about it. Where, where did, but they've already cashed in on the bringing back all the older cast. Mm. So where do you go from here? So I think it's a brand new thing. Like I think they're they're stopping the last one, and but they're going done park. They've done world, mm-hmm. universe. I th- I think universe is the way you go. Jurassic Milky Way. Like do, I think. Do, do, you, do you think it's obtuse for this series? There's a new park, but you actually travel through time. And it's the most scientifically accurate representation of dinosaurs we've ever seen on film. Is there any room for that? And I love the idea that you're like, Spielberg is shit, man. I just know what he's talking about. Which would you rather watch? Jurassic World again, or what I just described? Jurassic World, obviously. What are you talking about? What about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Oh, actually. Um, yeah, probably your weird one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, so apparently uh, they're getting screenwriter David Cope, uh, who wrote both the first Jurassic Park film and Jurassic Park The Lost World. Uh, he's written the script and they're in the development stage already. It's pretty far along. Um, okay. He's also responsible for Indiana Jones and The Kingdom and The Dial of Destiny. Uh, and the first not Mission good. Impossible film. So, first Mission Impossible pretty, pretty good. good. Dial of Destiny, not good. Yeah, well, can, can I spoil Dial of Destiny? Uh, when did the movie come out specifically? Uh, probably eight months ago. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Okay, eight months, okay, go for it. If, you're, if you really care about Dial of Destiny, stop listening for 30 seconds. In Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones actually travels through time. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he's got history, is what you're telling me. I just think it's possible. There's precedent he, set he's, with this man. I think, I think this man, David Cope, I think he's a very good writer. 
However, I think now he's realized that time travel is an option and he wants to use it in everything. In every movie. Well, if there's any to do it in, it's Jurassic Park where you go back to the past. Yeah, but like, yeah, I suppose. So like if you do another one, like you, so there's no you Pratt. You up the stakes. There's no Bryce Dallas Howard. You're bringing none of the old people back. You're basically just getting the brand new cast. You're starting fresh. And Which is like, it's was well, less than like two years since the last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was very recent. That's so stupid. But like, that, but that's your plot. Like, the park is, it's for a super wealthy, you go back in time, you time travel. Oh, the machine gets broken. Oh, there's a backup one on the other side of the fucking land. There's a backup one in the time. In uh, two million years ago, there's a backup time travel thing across the world. Well, that's the thing. It's time travel. So you know something's coming... Because you've organised it. So you know something's coming back to that time eventually. <laughs> but time moves differently. So you have to live those, like, six months or whatever in Jurassic I Park. I think land. you are one of the worst screenwriters I've ever seen and ever heard of. How, how, what? Where the fuck is it? What? <laughs> Where's this coming from? Where's all the hatred coming from? Spotify's going to ask you a question at the end of this episode. <laughs> Would you watch my version of Jurassic Park Back to the Future? Well, yeah, they always agree with you. They're obviously yeah. going to say, yeah, they would. And you just ask those questions so you get agreement and then you feel good. But it doesn't mean it's true because they like no. chair. They hear Speak your mind, episode. genuinely. Everyone loves chair, Connor. Everyone loves chair. Everyone loves my Jurassic Park idea. Everyone loves me. <laughs> you haven't even asked them. You're like, everyone loves it. Trust me. Trust me. Believe me. Trust me. I haven't asked anyone or talked to anyone about it, but they love it. And I just, this, I know that. What if this blows up in my face? And then, and what like if Sean's, they instead say, okay, the other option, you can either vote for his option, or the other option is just don't do another Jurassic Park movie or Jurassic World movie. You're asking Universal to not make another Jurassic. No, I'm asking the, the, the company that's about to relaunch me. the Dark Universe. I don't give a shit about Universal. I'm saying you got to pick between me or Sean. One side, dumb idea of a movie. Other side, just don't do the movie. <laughs> But we'll do Christmas at my house and Easter at his house. <laughs> That's all I want. Just everyone leave a comment and let us know. Um, Sean, Who do you love more? I, I have, it's obviously you. Um, no, so, no, 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 no. so, Sean, yes. I have some pretty big news from Paramount that I feel like is deja vu. That we've talked okay. about this over and over and over again. And I'm introducing these stories by studio now, because I just it's just a something that there's only four of them, so we can just swap between them. It's, it's, it's much easier to do it that way, actually. Um Paramount expands Star Trek Universe with new film, Sean, and Andor's Toby Haynes is tapped to direct it. So See that actually sounds good. They have been basically trying to do this fucking Star Trek movie for years. Wasn't Tarantino signed on at one oh, point? So, Tarantino was signed on for like, a, I think it was like a year or a, uh, maybe two years. Then they were going to bring back Chris Pine's crew. Then they were going to start a new crew. Then they were going to bring back Chris Pine's crew and the new crew. Then basically everything got cancelled. Um, and then it was all brought back, and then the yeah. pandemic happened, and it all got cancelled again, and they're just kind of out there, in the in the open. I think they have a very good opportunity to do something quite funny here, mm. which is that you make a movie, and you call it Star Trek The Next Generation, and you cast James McAvoy as John Luke Picard. <laughs> And just give him all of Patrick Stewart's roles from now and on. And nobody questions it. it. It's just, it just happens. Yeah, it's just, it's just how it is. Just the way things work. I think I would love to see a Lord of the Rings with Fassbender. I think, I think a great. running gag in Hollywood should be remakes of their old movies, but just have Fassbender and McAvoy always fill in. Just swap them in at any one yeah. point, and never, and nobody ever mentions it. Have you, uh, genuinely really really good <laughs> <laughs> um, so Andor's director Toby Haynes he's going to be actually stepping in to direct it they have announced that it's going to be a final chapter in its Star Trek series so it is technically Star Trek 4 so right 
so at the moment, this is it's going to get confusing. They're also developing a side project that is nothing related to the current movies. But it's also Star Trek. But it's also Star Trek. And then they're also developing Star Trek 4. Right. I mean, I, I didn't watch Star Trek 3. Uh, so I don't know how that ends. Are, are they getting like wait are they getting Chris Pine's crew back all together then as in like if it's four they have to bring them back surely unless they've gone like they were killed and then it's yeah the no, unless, unless like over. unless you go you take place like 20 years later yeah and it's just like following on here's James McAvoy here's James McAvoy mm-hmm. he's bald now <laughs> he's, he's bald now nobody ever questions it I mean I, maybe it's because I'm a, like I, I'm a little bit removed from Star Trek. I never like grew up watching them or anything, mm. so I don't have like a, a, an intense attachment to the property. But I think like that sounds like a pretty good idea. It sounds get like a, a bit of a rump. Yeah, and get a guy who made a really good space procedural to do it. Like seems like the logical next step. Now, if I, I'm gonna do a follow up, if you were working, maybe I don't know, phew, uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah. If yeah. you had a show called Andor, would you not fight? To keep everybody who worked on Andor and let them do a movie if you wanted to do a movie. No, you see, Connor, people people just like the characters. You put them in anything, they'll be fine. No, no. You know? People want a, cameos. But if you had a team that had a show that was really super well received. Oh, and who's your- going to pay them? A billion dollar company? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't understand. Why would they like loud them to do Andor and then be like, "Yeah, go off to do Star Trek." It's yeah. similar. It's fine. Yeah, just go do other work, other great, excellent work, but not for us. Just I don't understand. They get shiny things. They're like, "Ooh, look at that shiny director. We should do them instead." The thing, yeah, Ooh. what you need to understand is that Andor has already come out. Mm. So there, and there's other new things on the horizon that we there's need to new shinier on. things. There, there's, we need to introduce things all the time. People really I, like look, being introduced. I think this could be good. Um, yeah, I, it's. I feel like though it's too far gone. I think the Star like, Trek. The stuff. last movie. The last movie came out in 2016. That is a long time ago. It is, but I also think those movies are just fun. Like the, they're a bit of a the, rub. Yeah. That first one, really solid as a yeah. Star Trek movie. Yeah. So, and I, so, but I feel like they're either you start again. I think you. It's not. It's kind of different from the last story in that you actually kind of can start again here because, like, yeah. you had a trilogy ended in twenty sixteen. Eight years later, just do a different Star Trek, like you said, next generation. Yeah, for they do the different Star generation. Treks all the time. Like, there's been so yeah. many reboots of Star Trek. And, like, you just name it something else. It's absolutely fine. Just have a different crew. Yeah. But I think, I, like, I'm happy to have Joel's just be, like, space movies that exist, you know? Yeah. Uh, and um, they're not Rebel Moon, so that's pretty good. Okay, so we're going to finish off Movie Monthly's uh, this month with some pretty big news in regards to James Gunn and the DCU oh. and oh. Supergirl, oh. in which we have a casting for James Gunn's Supergirl. Interesting. Who do we have, hmm. Connor? The casting uh, was officially announced the last week, and the person playing Supergirl will be Millie Alcock, who people will know as House of the Dragon, House of the Dragons, uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen. Um, so she is going to be playing Supergirl in uh, James Gunn's DCU. That's a solid casting, and she's she's a very good actor. So yeah. Why not? And so this was announced during the week. And obviously the next question is, uh, she gets gets cast and then it's like, okay, well, where does she come in? Does she get her own movie? Does she come in? Now, the first movie they're doing is still called Superman Legacy. So it would make absolutely no sense to not have her even make a cameo in that movie because it's called Superman Legacy. Yeah. Like, and I don't know, like, where... Do you do that at the end, midway through? Is she just out there on in space somewhere and he meets her? Mm. Like, yeah. They did announce a Supergirl movie in their first uh, like wave of announced projects. Yeah. And it was Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow was announced. Um, 
and they, James Gunn even hinted that the Supergirl in the DCU will be much more hardcore than other versions of the character and he said in our series we see the difference between Superman who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents versus Supergirl who was raised on a rock a chip off Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then came to Earth yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's based off of, I was looking it up there, uh, a book by Tom King and Bilkis Everly. Um, yeah, so T- Tom King even tweeted about it. So Tom King, very famous uh, writer of comic books in DC, and, uh, he uh, tweeted that she's Supergirl and she doesn't give a fuck. Perfect casting. Uh, can't wait to see it. I like that, and I like how it's, it's it, like, it's not afraid to not be like CW Supergirl, which is quite hopeful and positive a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, I like to say she's angry and she's pissed off and that's okay. I also think that like, this is kind of a, a thing where we were kind of giving James good plaudits for having like the happy Superman yeah. instead of the angry Superman. Cause everyone always is the angry Superman when we could just have a hopeful Superman. But then are we hypocrites if we don't also say, well, why don't you also have a hopeful Supergirl as well? I think I think hopeful Supergirl is the easier route to go down. I think mm. I I like I would like I. I suppose we've also see already seen it, whereas yeah, like, it, it, I also it more think, recently. Yes, and I also think that I would like for Superman's positivity and general optimistic outlook on the world. I would like that not to be just a thing that affects, you know normal humans like lower creatures or whatever i would like even another kryptonian can be like oh hang on this guy this guy might have a point maybe there is other ways and the the great story idea there that like you have him he was raised on earth so he's basically sees himself as human and she's an alien from a different world who came here and so she doesn't have that humanity that inbuilt in her from like being like a baby here that she came here in her teens so she cares a lot less about that shit. And I think she has that's no attachments. Like a, it's it's actually a very interesting dynamic. I think you can really do a lot with that with the two of them. And um, I think you like now you don't have to put all of those stories and lessons on your positive Superman. Like because no. a lot of a lot of the Superman stuff in this in the DCU DCEU was him torn between is he an alien or is he a citizen? It's like Clark Kent is a small fucking farm boy who moved to the big city. That's what he, he just, is. He just wants to do good. He just wants to do good. He just happens to have superpowers. He's not too torn about whether he belongs or not. Mm. But now you have this character that can go through all of those journeys. Not that she exists only to serve Superman's character, but she's just another take. But you don't have to not compromise but compromise also it's kind of a cool idea to have like one even because there's two of them you can have one arrive first superman it would be the same either way around but like you have superman arrive first and maybe he builds up some goodwill wow these aliens are really good they're here to help us fantastic and then maybe she turns around maybe she's not like as fucking nice that's like She's not as hopeful that, like, oh, eat your vegetables, say your prayers, kids, like, we're going to be all good. And maybe you can see changing of the tide that way instead of the universe just hating Superman immediately for no reason or hating her for no reason. That would be great, like, if Superman laid the groundwork for alien goodwill, like, just because of how nice he fucking is. And she turns up ready to wreck shop. But she makes people question it. She makes people question it or she questions, like, hang on, they're not afraid of me. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and uh, like I just think that there's enough interesting story points there to justify making her not a polar opposite to Superman, but like a a counter to what he believes. And also, I think it. I just think her having her own movie. I think Billy Alcock will do a great job. Yeah. Um There's some talk that she's too small. I think she's five five. Um, I don't know how tall the Superman guy that they got in, but that might be weird if he's like six four or so. Corn sweat. But, uh, but, uh, but, also, but like I fucking really, Robert Downey Jr. is 5'7". Yeah, whatever, well, like. I never really put too much stock in that of that shit. Like, who cares? That like, yeah. you can do anything He's on so- a camera. <laughs> David Cornsweet is 6'4". <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be great. 
<laughs> it's going to be fantastic. She's going to have to be in stilts all times. But like, because I, I normally see them as like the same height or just like slight, maybe slightly lower. But yeah, I, also, yeah. I don't know. I, I think you could do some really cool, interesting story ideas, uh, especially if you're basing it off that story as well. Uh, with Tom King, who's a very famous writer, very good story, very good actor. Combine it together with James Gunn and like everything that's coming out about the Superman world he's building seems pretty positive. Yeah, I'm, I'm like maybe like maybe we're blind fanboys, but I have a lot of trust in James Gunn to make this good. Very similar to like Danny Boyle, Killian Murphy. I think it's one yeah. of those where you can only base it off their previous work, and yeah. I'm like, oh that's well, the they normally do pretty good things when they're yeah, like, they do I stuff. haven't been burned several times mm, exactly so I think that's it for this week this month's movie monthlies I should say this month's movie monthlies would you like me to take us out Connor yeah sure wait thank you everyone sorry I have a cough for the last week and a half um, thank you that's not everyone good. for listening to this episode of movie monthlies we will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday Friday with Hero Zero and next month with another episode of movies monthly Big thank you to everyone over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash here's for higher podcast. Link to that is in the description. Everyone who supports us over there helps to keep the show going and we genuinely couldn't do it without all of you. So thank you very much and shout outs go to Roisin and Baby Ben Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Kamatsu Dozer Enthusiast Evanson, Waffles Loves You and Hopes You Have a Good Day, David Clark, Sean Chuckin in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Irish Wallers Forever and congrats Roisin on your baby Helm Roos, Daniel McLaughlin, Luke is the Gay Gamer, Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Frost overwhelmed by uni and bad choice and other bad choices uh, Ed Ball Connor and Lorraine are debating which is cuter Sean's proposal in Japan or Connor's proposal on the pelp Russ a polite request that we do not hear any more spiders where they should not be reports Parfit sounds like Sony to me <laughs> uh, Jackson Bruheim decided to let Sean stay as host Liz had a few too many on St. Paddy's Day and tipsly subscribed to the Patreon Kira Lawler Judge Lahey The Amazing World of Keza Mikey is a ledge bag and chairs number one supporter Kyle Borowski Rory screamed when he was responded to on Twitter and Sean subbed to the Patreon after 10 creamy pints thank you it's very very much to everyone over there for supporting us we really 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 appreciate it there are other ways to support the show there is a merch store here's for hire.ie forward slash shop twitter is at here's for hire pod the four is the number four facebook is detective devilments discussion group instagram is here's for hire podcast and the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist just the one please and i think that's about it connor i think so so i've been connor lola i've been sean Meehan. and we shall see you all next time guys bye bye, bye.